Welcome to the Tuesday, October 18, 2022 hybrid in-person virtual meeting the San Francisco Entertainment Commission. My name is Ben Blyman. I am the president. We will start with announcements. Dylan Rice will then make the following announcements. Good evening. Uh, this meeting is being held in a hybrid format with the meeting occurring in person in City Hall room 416, broadcast live on SFGov TV and available to view on Zoom or listen to by calling 1669-900-6833 using meeting ID 880-7386-5590. Before we begin, I would like to remind all individuals present and attending the meeting in person today that all health and safety protocols and building rules must be adhered to at all times. We appreciate your cooperation with these important rules in the interest of everyone's health and safety. We welcome the public's participation during public comment periods. There will be an opportunity for general public comment at the beginning of the meeting, and there will be an opportunity to, to comment on each discussion or action item on the agenda. Each comment is limited to three minutes. Public comment will be taken both in person and remotely by video or call in. For each item, the commission will take public comment first from people attending the meeting in person and then from people attending the meeting remotely. For those attending in person, please fill out a speaker card located at the side table or podium. Come up to the podium during public comment, state your name, any affiliations, and then your comment. You'll have three minutes. Once finished, please hand your speaker card to me, today's commission secretary, behind the podium. Opportunities to speak during public comment periods are available via the Zoom platform using meeting ID 880-7386-5590 or by calling 1669-900-6833 and using the meeting ID. If using the Zoom platform to speak, select raise hand option when it's time for public comment. If calling by phone, dial star nine to be added to the speaker line when your item of interest comes up. When you are asked to speak, you unmute yourself by hitting star six. Please call from a quiet location, speak clearly and slowly, and turn down your television or radio. If you're also viewing the meeting on SFGov TV, be sure to mute it before speaking during public comment. Alternatively, while you, we recommend that you use Zoom audio or a telephone for public comment, you may wish to, excuse me, you may submit a written public comment through the chat function on Zoom. Please note that commissioners and staff are not allowed to respond to comments or questions during public comment. Thank you to SFGov TV and Media Services for sharing this meeting with the public. All right, we can do a roll call. Okay, coming from Zoom, um, President Blyman. Here. Vice President Camino. Here. Uh, Commissioner Perez. Here. Commissioner Thomas. Here. And Commissioner Wong. Present. Commissioner mm -hmm. Falzon is excused. All right, uh, the first agenda item is number one, which is general public comment. These are for items not listed on the agenda. Does anybody want to make a comment for anything not on today's agenda? There is none. All right, we'll close general public comment and we'll go on to number two, which is approval of the meeting minutes from October 4, 2022. Do we have a motion to approve? I move to approve. Second. Is there any public comment on the minutes? There is none. All right, we'll close public comment and we can vote. President Blyman? Aye. Vice President Camino? Aye. Commissioner Perez? Aye. Commissioner Thomas? Aye. And Commissioner Wong? Aye. 
All right, the meeting minutes have been approved. The next agenda item is number three, which is a report from Director Weiland. Good evening, everyone coming in on Zoom as well. I just wanted to quickly thank my staff for making this uh, meeting run so smoothly, both in person and online. Um, love that I'm able to still join you, even though I'm not feeling that great. Uh, so I wanted to just touch base, first of all, letting you know that uh, this past weekend, the city, as you may have noticed if you were here, was packed with large outdoor festivals everywhere, it felt like, including legacy events such as Hate Ashbury Street Fair, How Weird Street Fair, Noise Pop at its new location, as well as newer events such as Lesbians Who Tech and Barrison. Um, I'm happy to report that with 21 events with jam permits occurring over this past weekend, our complaint log was relatively quiet, at least relevant to these events. We only had two neighbor complaints related to these events, with the exception of about six complaints, primarily from East Bay residents regarding the day to night festival, or sorry, event that was on Treasure Island. Uh, Deputy Director Azevedo will address this more during her enforcement report. Um, it did feel like a bit of an anomaly, though, because this event has been going on uh, since 2018, with the exception of 2020. So we're hopeful we're going to be able to bring them into compliance during a sound check if they do this again next year. So considering the density of all of these outdoor events happening in the city this past weekend, I just thought we would share that with you all as some good news. Um, it feels as though you know, this is a good example of ongoing uh, work to strike a balance between neighborhood compatibility and cultural vibrancy, as well as continued signs of economic revitalization by way of these public activations. Uh, next thing I wanted to bring up tonight is our survey. I uh, just wanted to quickly update you all. Um, as of today, we've only received 73 responses. So that's really light. Um, We'd like to see that number closer to about 150, which we've had in years past. Uh, we've extended the deadline to try to support uh, more responses. So we pushed it back a week to October 26. Uh, senior analyst Rice is sending out another reminder via all of our channels. And you should have received an email from him today with some tools to also do some sharing on your end as commissioners. Uh, we're really hopeful this will ramp up. I think, if anything, the lack of response is likely due to the fact that business is really back in operation and our operations folks that are in nightlife are likely focusing very uh, hard on all of that work to stay operating and to be successful. Uh, but as you know, this survey is an incredibly important tool for us. So for anybody uh, listening right now, we encourage you to please take this survey if you work in entertainment and nightlife business in San Francisco. Uh, it helps us gauge the industry's challenges this year. Um, as well as needs and helps inform our strategies moving forward as we continue to recover. Um, lastly, I just wanted to end with a couple reminders. So these would have been in your latest newsletter that senior analyst Rice put together. Uh, one is around the shared spaces deadline. So just a reminder to anybody who's seeking to continue use of their shared space 
um, after the legislated or when the new legislated program begins. That deadline is currently November 1, so that's coming right up. Uh, we need you all to do this uh, because you need to actually be permitted for your permanent shared space uh, to ensure your eligibility to actually continue forward with uh, the JAM transition into our brick and mortar permitting programs. Uh, if you need any information on that, you can just reach out directly to staff. Um, last reminder is just to anybody out there listening just to please uh, apply within for any of your Halloween and holiday events as those are just right around the corner. So we will continue to push that out through our social channels as well to make sure you're getting those in. Uh, at this point, since it's October 18th, we're very close to that Halloween uh, date. So there's not gonna be another hearing prior to then if you're seeking conditions beyond those that we can approve administratively. Uh, but I'd really encourage folks to get their applications in immediately for New Year's Eve, as we know there are a lot of people who are likely hoping to extend and may need to come before the commission in order to get that approval. All right, that's all I have for tonight. Let me know if you have any questions. Questions? All right, is there any public comment on the director's report? There is none. All right, we'll close public comment. Did you, uh, public comments are, you step, if you're gonna comment on the report that the director just made, then you can step to the front and, okay. Um, all right, then we're gonna close public comment and we can move on to number four, which is a report from Deputy Director Azevedo. Thanks, President Blyman. Good evening, commissioners. Um, we have received 45 311 complaints since our last hearing on October 4th. And I have a few enforcement action updates for you and please feel free to ask questions at the end. I do wanna note that Commissioner Camino let me know that the um, Excel version of the enforcement report wasn't working, so I have it in a PDF format in your Google folder as well if you wanna access that. Um, so the first update is about Bar Part-Time, which is located at 496 14th Street. Bar Part-Time holds an LLP permit with our office. On Friday, October 8th, Inspector Fiorentino responded to a complaint at 12.30 a.m. stating that the music from the business was too loud. When he arrived, he observed a DJ performing, which is after their allowable LLP permit end time of 11 p.m. He spoke with a bartender who put the owner on the phone and spoke with Inspector Fiorentino. The owner acknowledged the violation of the LLP permit and agreed to re-educate his staff on keeping the sidewalk clear. So we issued an NOV for this occurrence. The next business to discuss is Northern Ducks, which is located at 1355 Market Street. We received an email with allegations that Northern Ducks has begun operating after hours again. Inspector Fiorentino responded to the complaint on Saturday, October 9th at 1.15 a.m. Upon arrival, the front door was open and loud DJ music could be heard from at least 100 feet away. Inspector Fiorentino met with the manager <coughs> to explain that he was visiting to investigate reports of late night parties at the venue. The manager explained that they closed by 2 a.m. and people start clearing out at 1.30 a.m. Inspector Fiorentino took a sound measurement that showed the business to be operating at 100.7 dBA and 105.7 dBC. Um, however, their approved sound limit is 79 
A and 92C. So he spoke with the manager about the sound reading and had him close the front door. And he tried to get the DJ to turn the volume down and mitigate some of the bass frequencies. But despite several attempts, along with turning off all the house speakers, so just the DJ monitors were the only speakers in operation, he was never able to get them below 100 dBC. Um, and after speaking to the manager, it was quite apparent that he did not know their sound limit nor how to monitor it. Inspector Fiorentino advised the manager <clears throat> to ask the DJ to turn the volume down, and the manager refused to do that. So we issued an NOV for this occurrence, and we wanted to put it on your radar. Um, the next update is about Outre, which at our last hearing you learned that we issued them an NOV. This is located at 1787 Union Street. Um, we issued the NOV for having a DJ without a permit after being educated on the requirements. We responded to another sound complaint about the business on Friday, October 14th at 11.30 p.m. and observed a DJ performing again. Inspector Fiorentino spoke with the manager about hosting entertainment without a permit, and the manager stated that he did not believe that they were hosting live entertainment. So we are going to issue a citation for this occurrence, and we will also connect with Northern Station and ALU about this and other potential violations. The next update is about Jackson, located at 3231 Fillmore Street. Inspector Fiorentino responded to a sound complaint on Saturday, October 15th at 12 a.m., and when he arrived, their front door, side door, and windows were open while hosting live entertainment, and their outdoor pre-recorded music was still playing in their parklet, even though their jam permit requires they end at 10 p.m. Inspector Fiorentino spoke with management about the reason for his visit, and the manager turned off the outdoor speakers and closed the windows to the front in the front door. We're going to issue an NOV for violating both the good neighbor policy and their jam permit. The next update is about the ramp over at 855 Terry Francois Boulevard. This business holds a jam permit and uh, receives complaints about low-end bass frequencies from their neighbors. I want to point out that sound travels really uniquely here. It casts out across the water, and then it hits a seawall and bounces back, which causes their neighbors across Terry Francois Boulevard to hear it. Our inspectors have worked very hard to take numerous sound readings and assess whether a speaker reconfiguration would benefit them, but the reality is that it's just a really challenging place to have outdoor live entertainment. When you are in their patio area and the nearby vicinity, the sound is not disruptive, but when you go further out off their property plane, it can be heard when they are not complying with their sound limit. This weekend, inspectors of Reno responded to three 311 sound complaints about the ramp's live DJ performance. His initial visit was at 3 p.m. and 3 p.m. in response to the first complaint. This is it showed them in compliance with their sound limit, but when two more complaints came in and he revisited them again at 8.30 p.m., they were nearly eight decibels above their C-weighted limit. We've educated this management team multiple times on how to properly monitor their sound limit, and they've invested in a decibel reader, and when Inspector Zavrina was there this weekend, he spoke with two managers who were taking readings throughout the day. However, our readings showed noncompliance. It appears the business has a house system, but also allows performers to bring in their own sound equipment, giving management less oversight of the volume control. EC staff believes the business needs to bring in a sound engineer who is capable of exploring ways to equalize their low-end frequencies so they aren't traveling out to the seawall while hosting outdoor sound. I'll be issuing a citation for exceeding the sound limit, and I'll speak with the permit holder about our observations and our suggestions. And the last update for you is about the Day-to-Night Festival, um, which Director Weiland just spoke about. Again, this happened this last Saturday and Sunday on Treasure Island. Um, she mentioned that it's been happening since 2018. They did take a break for 2020, and we have never received complaints about this event. However, this weekend we did receive six 311 complaints and a few voicemails. We've been in touch with the permit holder in Treasure Island Development Authority, or TIDA, which is the land use agency. 
Tida responded to the individuals who complained to them, and our offers, office mirrored theirs, those responses. Um, since this was the first time we received complaints about the festival, we are hopeful it's just an anomaly and we'll work closely with the event producer next year on educating them during sound check and ensuring compliance. Please let me know if you have any questions. Commissioner Wang. Sure. Just wanted to thank you, Deputy Director, and all our inspectors for the hard work over this last period. It looks like there was quite a bit of compliance work uh, that was done. Uh, I do have a question on this list I noticed um, of all of these violations northern ducks to me seems to be the most egregious in that they then refused to um, turn the volume down after being advised by our inspector that um, it was over the authorized limit uh, I would recommend and I look to my fellow commissioners to that we call these folks back in before us um, so we can hear about their plan for future compliance or perhaps recondition this permit. Any comments on that from anyone? Yeah, I agree. I think it um, sounds like they need to come and explain what's going on with their facility and with their venue, so I support that. Uh, Commissioner Thomas, do you have any comments you'd like to make? I do not. All right. I'm I just have. Oh, sorry. I'm fine with that. Yeah, and we can work with staff on that. I was going to say something very similar. I mean, it's one thing to make a mistake, it's another thing to just reject our authority all out. Um, I had another question about Otra. Otra? Otra? Um, so. Uh, can you just describe next steps as it sounds like they're having some problems with the law as it's written. Uh, it's very clear that DJs are DJs and they count as live music. So we've issued a citation. Now are we are issuing a citation. What are the next? Because they, they're a non-permit holder. If I'm That's right. So um, we don't have much teeth in this situation because they're not a permit holder. However, they are in clear violation of their AL, their liquor license. Mm -hmm. So our next step is to work with Northern Station, City Attorney, and ALU on coming up with a collective solution. Got it. That sounds... I think we should also just note that City Attorney plans to highlight potential cease and desist language around hosting entertainment without a permit. So that should be kind of doubly covered by our City Attorney's office. Great. Sounds stressful. All right, for them. Um, all right, so I have no more comments or questions about these. Um, do we have any public comment on this agenda item? President Blyman, just for staff clarity on the Northern Ducks item, uh, can we confirm that uh, commissioners would like to make a request that they appear at the next possible hearing under yes. potential reconditioning? Yes. Okay. All right, uh, is there any public comment? There is none. All right, we'll close public comment on this agenda item. Thank you, Deputy Director, and we can move on to the next item, which is number five, hearing and possible action regarding applications for permits under the jurisdiction of the Entertainment Commission. Uh, Deputy Director is gonna introduce the consent agenda for us. Thanks, President Blyman. So, <clears throat> 
Uh, we have just one limited live performance permit for indoor entertainment on the consent agenda this evening. Um, so I received a letter of opposition for the application from the executive uh, director of the neighboring business, which is called the Dry Dock and is a recovery center. Um, as of today, I have an update from this for this memo, which is that the applicant has spoken in person with the person with the executive director who is in opposition, and she has since rescinded her opposition. And they are um, working collectively to make sure that they can be great neighbors. Got it. So with that said, um, Northern Station approved the permit with no added conditions, and the staff recommendation is for the commission to vote to approve the consent agenda with the good neighbor policy. Got it. Do we have a motion to approve the consent agenda? I'd like to move that we approve the consent agenda with a good neighbor policy. Seconded. Is there any public comment on the item on the consent agenda? There is none. All right. We'll close public comment, and we can vote. President Lyman? Aye. Vice President Camino? Aye. Uh, Commissioner Perez? Aye. Commissioner Thomas? Aye. And Commissioner Wong? Aye. All right, uh, that has been approved. And uh, if you're here, congratulations. And just follow up with our staff at your earliest convenience. Uh, the next item that we're moving on to is the regular agenda. And Deputy Director Azevedo will introduce this as well. Great. So the first permit on our regular agenda is for a POE permit for the Dawn Club and the Lark Bar located at 685 Market Street. This is one building that will house two separate businesses, providing guests with two different experiences. The Lark Bar is a neighborhood sports bar and is relocating from its current location at 29 3rd Street. The Dawn Club is a jazz cocktail bar, which originally operated as an influential jazz club in the same building in the 1930s and 40s. Uh, the businesses are connected inside the building, but each have their own entrance. The Lark Bar will have a full bar with some food options and will be open from 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. daily. They plan to offer occasional entertainment. The Dawn Club will be open from 5 p.m. to 2 a.m. and offer live jazz music daily. The building has been completely soundproofed and the owner has installed a sound meter and a limiter in the house system so they will be able to comply with the sound limit set forth by our sound inspector in accordance with MPC Article 29. In addition to the indoor entertainment, the applicant is also seeking to have outdoor pre-recorded music and outdoor entertainment in their approved tables and chairs area on Annie Street, which has been pedestrianized and closed off <clears throat> vehicular traffic. Staff are recommending to set standard sound limits for these outdoor activities. The business does not have any full-time residents within a block of their building, so for outreach, they sent a letter to the two hotels in their nearby vicinity, which is included in your file. And in addition, they held a neighborhood open house at the location on Wednesday, October 12th, and invited owners and staff of the neighboring businesses along with both sections, excuse me, along both sides of their section of Market Street to attend. Central Station had one standard monthly calendar noticing condition, which is included in the staff recommendations below. And here to speak with you this evening is the owner, Brian Sheehy. Good evening, President Blyman and commissioners. And of course, thank you for your service. Very much appreciated. I do have an able assistant here this evening. This is Owen Sheehy. He's got some uh, items to hand out if you'd like to give it to Caitlin and she'll pass them on. So in regards to the Lark and the Dawn Club, the reason that we're opening at this location is due to the redevelopment of the Hearst Building at Third and Market. That's going to eventually become a boutique hotel. Uh, this project has been in the works for over eight years already. Um, as part of this, 
hotel development, the Lark Bar is being re relocated to another wonderful building right next door, the Manadnock building, um, which happened to survive the 1906 earthquake. Um, in 1933, when Prohibition ended, the Dawn Club, the original Dawn Club, opened at 20 Annie Place, and it survived until 1947. Uh, that's the venue that we're really excited about and we're going to be reviving right behind the palace. Um, when we move the Lark license uh, from the Hearst building to the Manadnock, we are going to open two businesses. They're gonna be two entirely different experiences. The Lark experience will continue to be a neighborhood gathering place with great sports and good drinks. Um, we kind of, we, we re refer to the Lark Bar as a bar for people who wear all types of collars or no collars at all. Uh, when it comes to the Dawn Club, it's going to have its entrance on Annie Street, just like the original entrance did in the 30s and 40s. Um, it's going to be a true jazz bar. Uh, we're going to be engaging with local jazz musicians rather than participating in the jazz circuit uh, like other venues in town. Another reason that we're doing this jazz bar called the Dawn Club is because at some point, local edition, our bar at the Hearst Building, our jazz club, will be required to shut down for a certain period of time while the hotel is being uh, developed. And during that time, we'd like to provide employment for the current employees of local edition and for the bands that are currently performing there six days a week. Um, that's the intention of the Lark Bar and the Dawn Club. And what you're looking at there, commissioners, are some samples of records that were recorded at the original Dawn Club in the 30s and 40s. Uh, one item that Commissioner um, Dory is holding at the moment is called Air Shots from the Dawn Club. Some Thank you. There's some uh, great history in this location at this building and with this Dawn Club establishment. In the 1940s, when the war broke out, the sessions, the jazz sessions from the Dawn Club were broadcast on KGO throughout the Pacific region. And it really helped put San Francisco jazz back on the map. So when the troops returned uh, to San Francisco, which was the vast majority of them, it was high on their list to visit the Dawn Club. Um, pretty neat that those records still survive at this time, and that's going to be the type of jazz that we'll be offering at the Dawn Club when it does open. So if you have questions about the project, I'm happy to answer. Hi, thank you for coming in. I'm excited about this project, so it sounds like a great venue to hang out in. Do you know your ET, uh, expected time of opening? Sure. Uh, we're shooting to get the Lark open in the second week of January, and then by the fourth week of January, we should have the Dawn Club open. All right. With regards to neighborhood um, outreach, I know there's not a lot of neighbors there, but I think there are uh, residents at the St. Regis and at Four Seasons. Did you get a chance to reach out to some of those neighbors at all? Uh, we did not go that far, apart from the notification that they received when we did our ABC license transfer. Uh, they were outside the limit that we were required to inform. Um, but we, the current Lark Bar is a popular uh, site for many of the staff and the managers of both of those locations. So we know them quite well. And they're also excited about the new Lark location and the Dawn Club location. And of course, with Marriott owning the majority of the hotels in that area, um, the Palace Hotel is a huge supporter of this project because it will offer another alternative for their many guests. Right. And since you're going to have outdoor music, it sounds like, right? How do you plan to 
manage and mitigate that. Certainly. Scale. Well, the outdoor space is going to be um, quite small and it will be controlled. Um, it's only on, I would consider, rare occasions that we will have amplified outdoor music. <clears throat> Uh, we will be partnering with the Yerba Buena Community Benefit District to af activate that space uh, typically on Friday afternoons and potentially during daytime on Saturdays and Sundays as part of their programming. So because we will hopefully have this place of entertainment permit that will allow us this outdoor entertainment on Annie Plaza, it will make things a lot easier for us to partner with the Yerba Buena Community Benefit District and they will not be required to um, come to you guys for a permit every week that they need to do need to get that amplified permit. Last question. In case there are some neighborhood complaints, what would be your policy to address that complaint uh, in real time? Sure. Uh, well, our general managers at these two locations, they're quite capable. They've worked with us for many years. Um, if, if they receive a complaint, they're well, well incapable of resolving it, I'm sure. If, not, if it's not able to be resolved immediately, my cell number will be provided to the complainant, and I'm available 24-7. All right. Thank you very much You're for welcome, coming Commissioner. in. Thank you. I think this is an absolute gem coming into the neighborhood, and I'm glad that during the time of construction at your other location, you'll be able to continuously uh, uh, be open. And, um, yeah, I wish all the presentations had this amount of history <laughs> and legacy and uh, props. Thank you. I was fun looking at those uh, record labels. I will say the font was very small. <laughs> yes. We have one more prop before we wrap up, if we have the time for it. I can do that now, so my Owen will have to open this. So from that record that you're holding, the record cover, Air Shots from the, from the Dawn Club, um, the last track on here is an actual recording that went out to the troops during 1941, um, and it references the Dawn Club, and it's basically the end of the night. So... Okay, I think this is the first. Yeah. <laughs> the power probably doesn't work. No, I'm sure the power in the machine works. Oh, you did work up there.
confirmation the Don Club, 20 Annie Street in 1941. So, Love it. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, any other comments from commissioners? Just very thrilled. Thank you for your investment in this and providing and enriching our, our entertainment ecosystem here in the city and providing opportunities for artists and um, more tourist spending. Thank you, Commissioner. Yeah, and I hope you're in communication with the mayor's office on the downtown economic recovery plan. Absolutely. I'm sure you are, but if not, you, you should be. Um, thank you. Uh, you can have a seat. We'll entertain public comment here. You'll have three minutes. That little segment of music reminds me of my days on the USS Hornet with KABL 960 AM. But what, what I wanted to say is um, after listening to the enforcement uh, issues, it's refreshing to see Brian Sheehy come up here and tell you about a, a theme, a concept with future bars. All the bars are run the right way. And so I just didn't want him to go away not knowing that there was public comment that people, he's, he's got a 20-year track record in San Francisco. And I, every time they open up something, it's a great concept. And it's, it's also executed very well. So we should applaud him and, and his efforts to do things the right way. Thank you very much. Any more public comment? There's none. All right, we'll close public comment on this agenda item. I should have done motions first, but do we have a motion? I move to approve. I'll second. Uh, just making sure that you all saw the staff recommendations. Yes. Okay, great. You want to so we would like to approve with the staff recommendations? Uh, yes, as long as I don't have to read all of them. <laughs> I think we're allowed to just say that now with yes, staff yes, recommendations. Yes, yep. Okay, let me rephrase it. I move to approve with staff recommendations. I second. All right, we can vote. President Wyman? Aye. Vice President Camino? Aye. Commissioner Perez? Aye. Commissioner Thomas? Aye. And Commissioner Wong? Aye. Congratulations, Mr. Sheehy. You've been approved. Please follow up with Caitlin at your earliest uh, convenience. Moving along, I believe we have one more. That's right. The final permit application on our agenda this evening is for a place of entertainment permit, including outdoor amplified sound for Harlan Records, located at 18 Harlan Place. This location was formerly Bar Fluxus and has held a POE permit from our office. Harlan Records is a new vinyl listening bar, and the proposed use of their POE permit will be for DJs spinning vinyl records only. The business's new interior design promotes an intimate experience for listening to music accompanied by an extensive cocktail menu. In addition to the indoor entertainment, the applicant is also seeking to have outdoor amplified sound coming from a single fixed speaker on the front of their business facing Harlan Place to invite guests in and to play pre-recorded or piped amplified sound for guests during private events if they get a street closure. However, if they plan to host a special event with entertainment within a street closure, they will obtain a one-time outdoor entertainment permit within that larger footprint. Staff are recommending they comply with our standard outdoor sound limit, which is included below. The applicant conducted extensive outreach by sending 71 letters to 19 businesses, hotels, and neighborhoods Associ neighborhood associations in the vicinity. A copy of that letter is included in your file. Uh, since writing this memo, there is also an update, which was that as of today at 3 o'clock this afternoon, I did receive a, um, 
opposition from someone who is a property manager in the immediate vicinity. That letter is included in your file for review as well. Um, since I spoke on the phone with her, uh, the owner's partner has spoken with her and they have rectified the situation. So I will let Eric speak to that when he gives his presentation. Um, but there was no, I spoke with her on the phone. She had questions for me. I explained the process to her and we, she was fine with that. Um, but she was telling me that she did not want any outdoor amplified sound period was her um, opposition. With that said, Central Station has approved the permit with the one standard monthly calendar noticing condition below. And here to speak with you this evening is the owner, Eric Pacetti. Oh, no record player, huh? Uh, <laughs> maybe Brian maybe could loan you it. Oh, yeah. He wants us to do a screen share. Yeah, it's not a record player, and it's not records, but... <clears throat> uh, So I'm Eric Pacetti, and I own Harlan Records. Um, Harlan Records is a is a pretty simple concept. Um, we're a cocktail bar with a mid-century modern interior design, and uh, we have a vintage stereo system that we use to um, entertain our guests and play music. Um, the stereo system itself is um, like 60 plus years old. It's a uh, uh, tube amplifier preamp, non-powered, non-boosted analog speaker system. And we um, we're using uh, that old system purposely because we're, we're going for sound clarity and quality as opposed to sort of like a club vibe. And um, we, we hope that those principles are extended to the, uh, the DJs that we will eventually um, who will eventually perform in the space. Uh, we'll have a DJ rule that they can only spin vinyl records. <clears throat> and um, I think that's the extent for, of uh, what I'm here for today is just um, having performances past uh, 10 p.m. Uh, I do want to touch uh, really quickly, though, on um, uh, the item that Caitlin brought up, the last minute um, contention that, that came up today. Uh, the manager did speak to the person who complained, um, and the person's main concern was that we were nothing like our predecessor. Um, they had outdoor comedians and um, laser light shows and brass bands and stuff like that going on, and we assured them that that was not our intention at all, so we came to an amicable resolution. And uh, I think with that, if you have any questions for me, please let me know. Oh, yeah, your picture. Show the presentation. We can have SFGov TV also show it. Okay. But right now it's on the giant screen and they can see it too. Um, do you want to advance the slides? Or? Yeah. Maximize it first. Would that, that help? 
and then just tap through. So there's another slide. So, so right now you're actually looking at the record player that we use, which is, um, it's a Thorns, um, well, I don't want to get into the nerdy aspect of it, but <laughs> uh, it's about 60 years old and Tap on the yeah. final one. Yeah. Uh, those radios on the top shelf there behind the records were actually my grandfather's. He, um, he would go to uh, um, flea markets and buy broken old radios and repair them. It was a hobby of his, so it was something in my mind. I always wanted to use it somewhere and found a perfect place for it. Uh, all the wood is uh, like solid walnut to match speaker cabinets from the era. Uh, when I was growing up, my uncle had a, a JBL Paragon vintage speaker system, and I was always mesmerized by it, and we wanted uh, the interior to sort of emulate that style and feel. I think that's all the photos that we have designed by Marissa March. Did you say you're only playing the records from that record player? Yeah. The only music they're going to play are just from that record Well, we have uh, turntables for DJs when they're okay. performing, but um, otherwise, yeah, the music only comes from the record player. All right. Interesting. Thank you. Yeah. All right. I don't think there's any further questions. You can have a seat, Eric. Thank you. Um, let's start with motions. Keep things consistent. I move to approve this with staff recommendations. A second. All right. Is there any public comment on this agenda item? Okay. There's none. All right. So we can vote. Uh, President Blyman? Aye. Vice President Camino? Aye. Commissioner Perez? Aye. Commissioner Thomas? Aye. And Commissioner Wong. Aye. All right, you've been approved. Congratulations, Eric. And uh, you can again follow up with Caitlin at your earliest convenience. Uh, the next agenda item is number six, which is discussion and possible action to amend the permit conditions of limited live performance permit for EC1624 DBA 5M Project Owners Association at 430 Natoma Street to include a special events outdoor sound limit at the request of the staff. And we're going to need you to explain this to us for sure. Did President Blyman, I'll yeah. just to recuse myself for this. Oh, I'm sorry. I have a possible I, um, conflict. You, you already told me this, and I already forgot. So <laughs> do we need to vote on him recusing, or how does that work? No. Yeah, you, so we'll wait for you to be out of earshot. Yeah. I'll come get you, Al. All right. Okay. So the next item on our agenda, he can hear it, she's not voting, is for a possible amendment <clears throat> to the limited live performance permit for 5M to include a special events outdoor sound limit. As you may recall, 5M, which is located at 430 Natoma Street, was granted their outdoor LLP permit back in March of this year. The outdoor LLP permit allows them to host entertainment and amplified sound on their two on-site parks. 
They currently have a sound limit for each park that were set at a distance of 50 feet from the property plane due to nearby sensitive receptors. To date, we have not received any complaints about their entertainment activities. The reason they are here tonight is because they have requested the ability to have up to 12 special events per calendar year with a higher sound limit to accommodate larger activations. To better understand what constitutes special events, staff worked with the permit holder to come up with the following definitions. Special events shall be an event with 500 or more attendees and are events functioning with a higher special events sound limit set in accordance with Municipal Police Code Article 1060.16 at a distance of 250 feet from the property plane. Senior sound inspectors of Rena will set, would set this limit prior to their first special event on Saturday, October 22nd. Further, the permit holder has agreed that entertainment with the special events sound limit shall not exceed six hours per day between the hours of 9 a.m. and 10 p.m., and no more than four special events will occur in a single month. They would also send their calendar of special events to the EC and SFB <clears throat> Southern Station a month in advance of each event. The permit holder conducted outreach notifying their neighbors they were coming to hearing for this permit amendment. Of the 584 outreach letters that they sent out, 566 were to residential neighbors. All of the staff recommended conditions are outlined in the staff recommendation below. And here to tell you more this evening is Jesslyn Manalo of 5M. Do either one. Either, either one? Fine. Okay. Good evening, commissioners. Um, my name is Jocelyn Manalo. I am the community engagement manager for Brookfield Properties at 5M. Um, we have a limited uh, live noise permit already, um, and I just wanted to share with you over the course of when you provided the permit to us, we've been able to provide um, an eighth grade graduation for Bessie Carmichael. We've been able to partner with Community Art Stabilization Trust, also with Cultivate Labs to do events on site and really build these community partnerships that we've had for a very long time. Um, we are requesting this because of um, we have an opportunity here right at the site to provide um, a concert feel uh, event um, and a larger event um, on hand. For instance, we'll be hosting Undiscovered SF um, on October 22nd. And the last time it was on this site was actually October of 2018 when it was just parking lots. We now have a green space and park dedicated for community events and um, we're looking for that additional amendment so that in the future we could provide um, you know, concert, uh, concert venue sound for the whole site. And so I have some photos that I can share with you. Oh, okay. Let's see. Oh. Let me let me go on to presentation mode. Oh. I might go to presentation mode. Okay. Is it up? Oh, it's up. I was, I'm looking down. Okay. So I don't have any. Um, oh, I think yeah, I think I'm good. I don't have any um, props of me like. Uh, the uh, prior um, items before me. And so I do have some photos of um, what the park looks like um, from an aerial view. 
um, you'll see that we really anticipate having, you know, a really uh, lively area here. We have a kids area. We actually provide fitness classes for the community at large for free. We have yoga. We have um, dance classes and also um, kickbox classes on site, and it's actually free uh, to the public. Um, all they have to do is sign up. All right, we'll move down to the next. Um, we talked about some of our community partnerships. So right um, anchored right next to the stage is Community Art Stabilization Trust. Um, that's an organization that um, is right in the center of um, 5M. And really, we see art as um, and music really central to being able to um, provide you know, cultural programs and also um, invigorate the site. And uh, the Dempster building actually is, um, is part of 5M. And, and it's something to ensure where artists are able to continue their um, craft and not have to leave San Francisco. That's really one of the missions of uh, CAST. And in there also, Push Dance is also there where they performed and also have provided hip hop uh, dance classes for the community, which I mentioned earlier. And then, okay. Oh, Undiscovered SF. So I talked about this earlier. Um, you'll notice the dumpster building right there, and that's when it was actually empty parking lots. Um, and so we are extremely excited to have uh, Undiscovered SF back right when we have um, the parks and it's all actually be the full footprint of the 5M district. And lastly, oh. oh, and here, this is some of the programs at 5M. So hosting, and you just see, this is kind of uh, what we've been able to do with um, empty parking lots now activated. And that's all I have for the, the photos. Thank you. I do want to congratulate you um, and the and the folks over at 5M for for where we are today with this activation of the space. It's been a long time coming, and to see not only are people living and enjoying the park spaces, it's being activated with the artists and the residents in the community. So, I fully support uh, the continuation of bringing in more live entertainment into this space. Commissioner, or vice, uh, vice President Commissioner. <laughs> I don't have any questions or comments. Uh, Commissioner Thomas, just making sure, checking in with you. Sounds like you're good. Uh, you can have a seat, I think. I think we're. Thank you. Thank you. Um, all right, let's start with motions. Do we have one? I move to um, amend the permit conditions to include the special events outdoor sound limit with the staff recommendations. I second. All right, is there any public comment on this item? Two, 
Uh, we do have three public comments um, in Zoom, so I okay. Will be we'll start with the in person. We have one here, and then we'll move to that. Okay. Okay. Uh, if you want to comment on this, you can just line up over here. We have three in person, so we'll start here, and you have three minutes. And please start by stating your name. Thank you. Sure. My name is Brian Webster. I am a project manager with Chabad SF, Chabad of San Francisco. We're a Jewish community center uh, at 496 Natoma Street right there in the neighborhood on the corner of 6th and Natoma, which is um, the low income end of uh, Natoma Street. And I'm here to speak in favor of the, uh, of the amendment uh, with the uh, 12 events per year, the minimum of 500 people, the sound limited uh, sound system, uh, not to exceed six hours between 9 and a.m. and 10 p.m. Um, Brookfield Properties has been an excellent uh, community neighbor, bringing in, activating the site, putting in programs in there. They've done a lot of small programs. We in the community are very excited about them bringing, you know, bigger programs and having even more people, you know, discover uh, the neighborhood and and revitalize and energize the, uh, the the neighborhood. So we're, you know, we do a little work with uh, CAS, which is also there right in the, in the neighborhood. And we're uh, very supportive of this. Chabad has been around for 45 years in San Francisco. We've been on, at 496 Natoma Street for about seven years now where we do events ourselves. We're very famous for the uh, Bill Graham Menorah in uh, Union Square that we light every year. And I'm just uh, happy to, uh, speak in front of this uh, uh, really good proposal. Okay, thank you. Thank you. All right, I believe we have two more in person. Oh, nope, okay. Uh, so we can move to online via the okay. phone. <clears throat> I'm going to just go in order um, on the Zoom. So the first is um, Gina, I'm gonna let you speak. You can unmute. Hello, can you hear me? Yes. Great. Hi, my name is Gina Rosales. I'm the founder and owner of Make It Mariko Events, and we're the event producer of Undiscovered SF. I'm really excited to come and speak in support of this motion to amend the permit. Um, we've been working so hard over the past six years with the Soma Pilipinas Cultural Heritage District to you know, build the cultural corridor, build the commercial corridor for Soma. And the 5M Park represents one of the one of the only um, large spaces that can actually accommodate our event for music, even after still closing down three streets. And so having this to be a space that allows for larger, you know, concert or just even just music happening in the area for only a few days a year would be such a monumental change for us to be able to no longer have to be nomads moving from empty parking lot to empty parking lot in the city for our festival. So really hope that you approve this so that we can continue producing these amazing cultural events in Soma Filipinas. <clears throat> Thank you. Thank you. Okay, next I'm going to allow Marissa. Go ahead. Hello, everybody. My name is Marissa McCayan. I am um, a, uh, I'm the general manager of Couple Gardens. So we are neighbors with 5M Park. And 5M Park has been an amazing um, neighbor and community support for some of our activations. 
Um, I am not only a staff member of Cultivate Labs, who is also partnering with Make It Marco um, to produce this event, um, but I'm also a um, cultural practitioner, performing artist um, with Filipino folk dance. And um, it is events like Undiscovered um, that really allow local performing artists to have a space in San Francisco and not just performing artists, but Filipino performing artists. Um, this event has um, been very influential on um, a lot of the local acts within the cultural district, um, so much that I am now working for Cultivate. And so I am um, strongly supporting um, the expansion of um, the kind of events that 5M will be able to host um, because as I said, these um, the cultural programming that has happened within the cultural district has really impacted um, myself as a performing artist, Parangal Dance Company, which I'm also an executive um, leader for, and other uh, cultural practitioners in San Francisco, in Selma Filipinas. Um, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to the quality of um, production and performance that can be hosted in an outdoor space um, in the cultural district. Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay. <clears throat> and the last uh, speaker will be Desi. Go ahead and unmute. Hello, commissioners. Can you hear me? Yes. Hi, I, uh, my name is Desi Dan Gannon. I'm a SOMA resident, a SOMA business owner whose uh, workspace is right around the corner at 981 Mission with the Trellis co-working space and an executive director of a local nonprofit. Uh, I'm speaking on behalf, or I'm speaking in support of 5M's uh, amendment uh, for their sound permit. Uh, our area has been really hard hit by the pandemic. You know, there's a uh, talk of high vacancy rates in the city of 25%. Well, this part of Soma is 50% or more. And we need events to draw people back into this corner of South the Market to revive it economically and also to address urban blights because uh, we're really hard hit. I think bringing concert level events like Undiscovered and other events that 5M brings to the table will really help revive this community. Uh, so thank you for taking the time and helping you vote yes for the amendment. Thank you very much. And that was our last um, Zoom comment. Excellent. So I'm going to close public comment on this. Seeing no more. Okay. Public comment is closed and we can entertain votes. We have a motion. We do. We do. All right. Uh, President Lyman. Aye. Vice President Comino. Aye. Commissioner Thomas? Aye. And Commissioner Wong? Aye. All right, it's been granted, so you can follow up with us at your earliest convenience. Congratulations. And we can summon back Commissioner <coughs> Perez from wherever he's hiding.
Welcome back. Just in time for the next agenda item, which is number seven, our final agenda item of the day. Commissioner comments and questions, new business requests for future agenda items. I just want to say happy Filipino American History Month. It's October. And happy Hispanic American Heritage Month as well. And October 11th is National Coming Out Day, so belated. Uh, and Advanced Native American Heritage Month in November. So I'm just so happy to be living in San Francisco where diversity is embraced and celebrated. And we have these spaces for our community to gather and um, celebrate our culture, our communities. So, and so thank you for all the event organizers out there who are working hard to organize outdoor community events. So, party on. Um, I just have one more thing. I'm gonna re-mention it again for the three listeners we have. Um, the ABC has released their draft regulations for outdoor alcohol service. And there's a few items in there which would make serving alcohol in uh, shared spaces nearly impossible for many of our businesses in San Francisco. Um, they don't seem to care, but uh, they have public comment period is coming up uh, before November 1st. Uh, there is a hearing on November 1st. And so anybody, any business that doesn't have a server uh, is gonna be unable to serve alcohol in their parklets. So um, they're not letting people actually purchase something and then walk the short distance into a parklet. You have to actually serve it to them, which is a poison pill, in my opinion. So uh, I just want to remind anybody out there that that's coming down the line. And if you have a bar or you don't have servers at your establishment, uh, it could affect you. And now's a good time to speak up to the ABC. And you can search that online for ABC Gov uh, regs. Uh, and we can, or hit me up and I'll help you find it. Uh, with that, we will ask if there's any public comment on this final agenda item. Oh, this is Laura. Yes. Oh, please, Laura. Sorry. No worries. Um, I know that uh, Rules Committee voted on the um, uh, appointment of a new entertainment commissioner, and they voted uh, to approve Stephen Torres. Um, to join us. I know he goes before the full board uh, later this week. And so I think he's going to get seated soon. I'm not sure what the exact timeline is, but we should have a full complement of commissioners uh, by our next meeting. Um, and I know that he's interested in um, getting to know other commissioners and um, talking to each of you. And I'll be sharing his contact or your contact info with him, whichever way you would prefer. Thank you. All right. Is there any public comment on this agenda item? There is none. All right. We'll close public comment and we will adjourn this meeting at 6.39 p.m. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thank you.